Welcome, friends, to Danked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Hi. Been been a while. It has been a couple of weeks since we've hung out. And Adam. Mm. Hey. Uh, it's episode, I think, 319. At least that's what I've noted down. And we're a beer and <laughs> video game podcast. We drink some beers. We talk about video games. So let's get into that. It has been a couple of weeks since we hung out and there's lots of stuff to catch up on so we'll open these beers and then maybe we can have a little update from lucy about her recent <laughs> travels her brewery visits even if mm. it's two minutes lucy you know it's two minutes oh yeah i was like i know it was like a month ago, ago. <laughs> it was fucking ages yeah. ago but we haven't hung out <laughs> since i was like i haven't been anywhere <laughs> <laughs> um Adel, why don't we start with you what are you opening i don't know because i don't know where i put the beer Oh. It's still in the fridge. It's totally still in the fridge, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, is it really? Shall, shall, I, shall I go yeah. first? I'm yeah, I'll ready. be right back. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I, because I remembered my beer from the fridge, is a patron's project uh, beer from Northern Monk, which I haven't, nice. I haven't had one of these in ages. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're like cranking them out at the rate that I they used to. I'm not sure. I just maybe I've just not picked any up. Um, but this is four point zero five. Okay. And it is Drew Millwood and Northern Tropics, Northern Monk, the Dipper. Nice. Uh, eight point three percent. Um, it says citra, mandarin, mango, guava, and pineapple. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any. I mean, it's got really lovely art. It's like a Three-eyed elephant on the front. Oh, nice. Um, is it one of those? Uh, um, normally, the patrons' project labels you can peel back. Oh, uh, yeah. Tons of information on the inside about the, you know about the patrons. See and... how long it's been. That's so clever. Um, who's Drew, Drew Miller? Is it the artist? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was born in Coventry. Poor guy. Um, at least he grew up in Bolton. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> what, yes, a move, eh? what a move, What a move. Oh, I love this. I haven't, I haven't done this in... I don't know if I have done this with the new cans with the peel-back thing. I'm not sure if I have. I oh, they've it done it They've done it that for, long. For, yeah, for, for ages. Yeah. I think all of their... Um, it might not be all of their patrons' projects, but going back a, a, a decent way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, mm. it's great to have that extra information. Yeah. It's, it's so pretty. I mean, the art is fantastic. It probably won't mm. come up well on the camera, but... Nice. Oh, wow. It's very nice, yeah. Um, notes from the brewer. Let's have a look. For this patrons project, we're digging through the extensive archive of past patrons projects releases uh, and choosing standout beers to reimagine, reinterpret, or completely reconstruct. Nice. So has this been out before? And just tweaked it a little bit, perhaps. Yeah, possibly. Anyway. Maybe that's why um, it's 0.5. Maybe. Is it four point something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um their 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 numbering like system is weird to me, but anyway. Uh way down way down deep in Holbeck Urban Jungle. London. Anyway, the brewers took a silky base of super pale and flaked oats, added a lot of citra and a little dash of lactose. Then Bry H in her Brine Brino that I know will call it Double Jungle IPA. Uh, 
Into that bright and zesty Citra IPA goes gallons of guava, plenty of pineapple, and masses more mandarin and mango. Plus, we dialed the ABV ever up so slightly into deep dipper territory for a thicker, fuller milkshake mouthfeel. Ooh. It's just a lot of fruit. Yeah. Fruity boy. Yeah, so. Yeah. Nice, nice. See if it's like a juice bomb of old. Seems like it will be. Mm. And I'm very thirsty, so I'm happy with that. Nice. Um, I'm going to open a beer called Thrilling, which is an APA, um, from Varvar Brewery, which are a Ukrainian brewery. Um, I've got a couple of beers from them this week. Um, you can't quite see that because of my light. Try and turn it that way. It's a man being strung upside down, or a naked man doing a kind of one-legged bungee, Bunch. almost. Mm. Um, but it's it's an APA, and it is 5.6%. I can't give you any more information than that, because it's all in Ukrainian. If anyone can read that, there we go. It's all on the back in Ukrainian. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, oh no, the date, this says the date of manufacture, was 090222. So back in February, so not very long ago. Um, it has got lot number. I don't know whether they mean batch number or what that comes out as. But I've got a couple of beers from uh, Vava. They um, sent over a big batch from um, the Ukraine a few weeks ago now. And basically just like in the hope that they could get it over here and flog a load of beer. Because they're like, right, but we can't sell it here. Where can we sell it? Let's try and get it into the, the, the UK. Right. Spaces and there was a kind of a big concerted effort by the kind of craft beer scene to help them get it over here and get it into various um, shops and pubs and places like that. So bottles and books were stocking them, so I went over and picked a couple up. The interesting thing is, this is a three thirty mil can, but it's like a it's like a looks like a tall boy, but it's it's a three thirty, so it's very very thin. It's like a white club. Or that's a Red like Bull the, uh, type? Yeah, it's like a Red Bull can. Yeah. Oh. That's like the um the crack beers I had recently. In like a 400ml can. Mm. It's taller and thinner. Mm. Is that a European thing? Might just be a trend. Yeah, but potentially a trend that we haven't seen over here yet. Um, no, the Brits like their tradition too much. Yeah. Get those filthy Euro cans out of my supermarket. <laughs> um, Ado, what are you going to drink? Uh, I'm going to start out with this nice and cold <laughs> uh, Rabbit Pants Black Ippa. Uh, ooh. It's a 5% IPA. It's um, a cool head and wild beer collaboration. A black IPA brewed at Wild Beer Company with Cool Head, a beautiful balance between hot-powered citrus and tropical fruits, smooth dark malts, and a Moorish drinkability. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Should be interesting. I do like my black IPAs, and I don't, I'm not very familiar with Cool Head. No. Nor me. You want to me. Does it say anything on the can about who they are or what they do? It are they says, a brewery? Are they something else? Brewed with our friends at Coolhead, coolhead.fi. So after I pour this, I will look up what coolhead.fi is. Okay, nice. Fair. Uh, so get pouring and we'll come back to you, Lucy, for the um, Northern yeah. Patrons Dipper. It looks like a just a thick block of yellow. Yeah, it's like custard almost. Yeah. 
very thick. Um, completely opaque. Uh, not much of a head. Um, probably, yeah, just, just, I, I don't think it poured with one either. Mm-hmm. It very much looks like fruit juice, and it smells like fruit juice. Definitely get in the mango, first of all. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, have, just smelling it a bit more, you just get in that mango as well. Um, but I'd say the guava is definitely the uh, most potent smell. Right. But yeah, it smells lovely. Just like tons of tropical fruit. Mmm, just what you want. That's good. That's good. Quite sweet. Okay. I think the lactose is um can definitely taste the lactose. Um mm. it's got a bit of a like slightly cloying, slightly mouthcoat in like kind of um texture to it. Which I think the lactose is doing and sort of like this very ice creamy kind of taste to it as well. But yeah, it's it, it's probably Bit more sweet than I like my beers, but um, okay, and definitely more on the milkshake kind of side, of it, mm. rather than like even your typical juice bomb from like a few years ago, which are very you know like uh fruity, but still had a bit of bitterness, you know, bit bit more of that alcohol come through. Yeah. This is um very much we're leaning into that milkshake kind of aspect, but. Mm. Yeah, really, really got a you know really thick body as well. Just so you're not really getting the. Well, it's it tastes less and less like a beer the more I sip it. Right. Um, which is probably not what I wanted. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going for a dipper, so what mm. do I expect? But I probably you know I had a big dinner, so it's like I probably wanted something a bit with a you know, a bit more carbonation, a bit more bubbles, mm-hmm. a bit more beery kind of thing but um yeah if you love you know your your dip is that strained to that kind of like milkshakey kind of ice cream pale ales kind of territory then this is that but um i wouldn't say that i thought we 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 gone past this trend because <laughs> we haven't but it's like uh, probably just wanting something a bit more beery but um yeah that's fair. but as but as like a bit one of those beers it is it's very good at what it does because it has a ton of fruit in it, ton of sweetness, um, and yeah, that 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 thick body that you know gives it a lot of heft, and you know more and more I speak, it's like oh, starting to feel that warming alcohol sensation mm. as well. So it it seems a bit weird, like you you think you'd have this in like the summer when you just want like refreshing fruit, but with that what is it, eight point five. Uh, 8.3% ABV. It's like you'd have one of these and you're done. Maybe it's your end of the day in the garden kind of beer. Um, sure. Yeah, it, it it's very good at what it does, but just not what I'm looking for not in beers want. now yeah. or, what, yeah, or what I wanted this evening. But yeah, um, yeah, this this could definitely last me the whole evening because it seems like one you savour and sip on over time because knocking this back is just... You'd probably just be KO'd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's nice. Good. I, I, Good. I think I like the artwork and the can <laughs> more than the uh, more than its contents. But yeah, it's still good. That's, it's how, still that's how they get fruity. you. That's how they get yeah. you. Make it really appealing yeah. to look yeah. at. 
at least it's not they didn't go for like a milkshake beer or ice cream beer and it's just flat you yes. know at least they yeah, went yeah. for it and they've got packed so much fruit into this so, so yeah cool fair fair um so the Vava, thrilling apa very light nose but it's a lot of grapefruit um poured with a, a much bigger head uh than than shows now but that's dissipated quite quickly uh you on the camera you can't quite see but i can see my fingers just through so it's incredibly hazy mm. but you can see just a little through it um nice sort of orange a little bit of amber the color there oh wow it's a lot flatter than um mm. i would have thought from the carbonation that that, that came out of the can Again, a big hit of kind of grapefruit straight off the the bat, but with it being flat, that's kind of almost all you get. There's this big grapefruit hit, and then a nice piney bitterness flowing in lovely from the grapefruit. But they, they, those two kind of flavors go together very, very easily. Mm. Um, flow off of each other very, very easily. It'd be I'd love to know what's in this beer rather than not being being belligerent and literate in hmm. foreign languages and, and not knowing what anything is in here. But it is, it's not quite one note, but it is almost one note. And I think that would be fine if this had a little bit of kick to it, had a little bit of fizz to it. Ah, it wasn't right, quite as flat. That, that one note, that, that big grapefruit flavour into the bitterness would go down a little bit better. Um, it's just a bit too flat for me, mm. I think. Um, when was it brewed, out of curiosity? Given uh, that this was like shift here. In February. Okay, so this isn't like a... Because, you know, it came to the country kind of in a rush. I was wondering if it was maybe like less fresh stock that might have... It no, might be... it's something It's like seven weeks old. Something yeah, like so... that. Six or seven weeks old. Yeah. So, so it's, it's brewed. Uh... It, it is brewed to be flat then, or flatter than you would like. I say oh, six or seven. It's probably no. It's it's longer than that. Actually, it's like ten weeks old. Actually, but yeah, even right. even so, yes, it's probably brewed to be flat unless something happened to all of them on the way over. Um, because again, as I say, when I clicked the cam and poured, the head rushed up and okay. fizzled around at the top quite nicely. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a flatness in the actual mouthfeel. Mm. Mm. It, it, but it feels like it wants to be carbonated. So when you take it that first sip, you can kind of sense, oh, there's going to be some carbonation here, and it just goes and flattens yeah, out yeah. very, very quickly. That's a um, shame. There, there, there's a few. I mean, tons of like Eastern European lagers are just very crisp and yeah, yeah, you know, very carbonated. So maybe it so it's it's it's, very it's still well. got a hint of crispness to it. So that it's <laughs> it's not quite. It hasn't fully lost its kind of freshness i would say but it, which which again makes me think that as you said Adol, it's kind of maybe brewed to be a little bit flatter perhaps because it still has a bit of a crispness it's got a freshness to it it just doesn't have that zing that carbonated kind of hit to it as well right and it, it almost feels more like you've got a slightly flat lilt than mm. like we come back to lilt we know what lilt is but lilt probably hasn't been produced for about 30 years um, <laughs> I don't know just, can you still buy lilt you never see it anywhere do you I, I, I don't drink 
fizzy drinks often than beers. So well, I mean, I, no, no, I don't either, but <laughs> I buy Lucas Aid occasionally, and Lil ain't anywhere near it. Um, but it's 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 kind of like that. Um, it like, still exists, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, At least this... you can buy it on the internet. <laughs> well, yeah, everything exists on the internet. Um, mm. There's a few more uh, notes coming through it. The more I drink, a little bit of citrus in there as well, a little bit of sort of lemon too. Um, but it's not doing a huge amount. And I'll leave it there, I suppose, until final thoughts. <laughs> um, Adol, we'll come to you then for the Black IPA. Uh, so even when I cracked it, I did get a, a nice set of sort of tropical aromas. It poured with, I would say, a figure and a half of head almost, like mm-hmm. to the point where I thought maybe I misboard. But again, much like uh, you can see it now, much like Ben's, the head dissipated really quickly. It's, it's, it doesn't even have, like, it's got gaps. It doesn't cover yeah. the whole surface area. So um, it looks more remarkably like cola than the uh, black IPA usually does. Mm. Um, it's also, um, yeah, I would say there's an interesting slightly burnt malt on the nose, and but then there's this, oh, that burnt is coming closer. It's almost coffee-like now. Um, okay. and the, but there is this lovely fruit, fruitiness on top of that. Mm. Very interesting. And you'd think that doesn't work, but it does just because they're both pretty subtle. Hence me mm-hmm. putting my entire nose in the glass. Um. Mm. It's a bit thinner than I was hoping. I'm mostly wise. Mm, I think that's the not the downfall of black IPAs. They do tend to be a little bit thinner for what I, you kind of expect from the flavor. I think it's it, again we've talked about this before, but yeah, it's the fact that they they bring all those multi flavors forward. They're also dark, so you're sort of in the mindset of thicker, more viscous mm-hmm. beers. But it's still an IPA. Yeah. Um. Mm. It's, those malts are very nice, lightly roasted, um, and then it, it finishes really crisp. That wetness actually helps the finish feel crisp, like the the thinness of the beer. Now that I've got the finish going, it's got again a slight, light passion fruit almost. It's just just a light fruit fruitiness. Uh sort of coming to the forefront of my mouth while the top of my mouth has still got the lingering sort of burnt, um, slightly acrid um, burnt maltiness. But again, very not like you would find in, in a stout or a porter. Like, these are very light notes. They are just the notes. Um, so it's not a boisterous beer at all, but it does have these strong flavors, and mm-hmm. the fa- the whole package is really interesting. Like, these are things I would normally say... Mm, maybe not, but actually the interplay, because they're all kind of reserved at the same level, they're they're well balanced with each other, so it's like, ah oh, yes, it's a little light. Like, oh, I have to, that, that maltiness is interesting, but it's like, oh, back, it's back here a bit, and oh, like the, the slightly, tr- the tropicalness is like, is like, takes a while to notice, because it's quite light. Oh, that doesn't sound great. Oh, but actually, because it's not, because it's thinner, because it's less viscous, all of it, everything is coming at the same sort of level, and it's it's really quite good. I'm. This is going to be one of those beers where it's like, in theory, I could sip this, but I think I'm going <laughs> to pound through it real quick. 
because I'm really interested in these flavors and that balance is really exciting. So I just kind of want, and like a lot of it come is, is on the, is on the taste and not the finish. Mm. Like that interplay between that slightly acrid maltiness and, and underneath it, this like nice bedrock of, of light tropical. Um, it's such an interesting interplay uh that it's just like oh i want to taste that again even though i you know i still have that maltiness and then that tropicalness in a different way in the finish it's like the yep. there's a really interesting taste that i kind of want to keep tasting um and because it's light um i can yeah i don't nice. feel i won't feel bogged down by just reaching for it for another sip but also i could easily <laughs> feel be like oh i'm feeling thirsty take a sip yep this is watery enough that i'm not like oh i should probably not do this so we'll <laughs> see how long this lasts <laughs> I mean, being five percent helps that. Me, eight point three, and I'm like, um, like drinking through pulp. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing I would say is Coolhead is um Finnish, hence Coolhead dot fi. Uh -huh. They said uh -huh. their website is really nice, or well designed, but they advertise mouthwatering sours, juicy IPAs, and velvety imperial stouts. Okay. Coolhead is all about Nordic and exotic clashing. In our beers, you can taste the clean, crisp, and minimalistic notes resembling the Nordic nature, but also the fresh, colorful, and exciting taste of the tropics. I had, hadn't had read the blurb until I had given you the notes, but I mm. feel like this beer is doing... Rarely do you get the paragraph that directly, mm -hmm. but it does. I like that crisp, crisp and low-key, but complicated. It's very complicated. It's very interesting. Yeah, this is... I would try and track more beers by them down. Um, I'm now curious, because I'm just curious what the wild beer versus cool head influences on this beer that I'm really yes, enjoying. Yeah. Sorry. Given that the cool head vibe is apparently the things that I've noticed about this beer, mm -hmm. would it be more so, less so? Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for cool head. Nice, nice. Cool. So uh, let's launch head. into our... No, oh, no, we're not going to launch into our gaming chat. Lucy, we're going to launch mm. into what you've been up to. The little beery places, little joyous trips that you've <laughs> been on over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, first week in April, um, went to a uh, little, little Earth project um, mm. down in Suffolk. Mm. Um, I've already forgot. Place. The middle of <laughs> nowhere in It Suffolk. absolutely was. Um, they're having a beer festival down there this summer, so oh. you can make it there. Um, I mean, they've got camping. Ben, you went camping. Right? Yes. Drag the family. No, um, the family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they got a camping um, site on site. Um, we stayed at the little lodge that was there. Um, and yeah, it was really nice. It was Nice because nobody was there. Um, it was like having our own little private bar and uh, fireplace. And um, yeah, the beers were great. Um, I was just happy just sipping, sipping on them all day. And probably like the the best charcuterie board I think I've ever had in my life. That, that's what I I want more of. That's what I fantasize by. Mm. That's why I'd take the three hour trip down to Suffolk for. Because um, mm. uh, you can get their beers, but just. I don't think they're that common that you see them around. I mean, you might see two or, two or three or something in the bottle shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, quite pricey um, mm. usually. So uh, yeah, it was just nice just going there, drinking it straight from source. Um, mm, I bet. I think the favorite beer that I had was a stock ale that they um, mm. 
what's from 2019, I think they aged it for um, two years. Um, and I think it was, I think it was meant to be about 9% or something like that, but it's just, it just went down so easy. And it's like, if, you know, if I wasn't afraid of just being legless by, you know, the end of the day, I would have started with that and I would have just drunk nothing else. But it's like, okay, I'll wait until it's like eight o'clock before I start drinking. Uh, but yeah, just, um, if you ever go, just go, know in mind that, um, it is in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, either stay sober so that you can drive or, or don't go anywhere because, um, taxi will cost you <laughs> if you find one um yeah it's 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 like we're not in birmingham no more toto um hmm. there's no Uber. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah uh, the few people who, who walked into there um you know had a, came out a drink all lovely people though nice so, um yeah and the the bar staff were really nice and passionate about all the beers and stuff like that so yeah it was just a nice little stay and it's you know relatively cheap if you have one of the lodges depending on when you go obviously mm-hmm. um i mean the price is going to be more in the availability probably less around summer especially around the time of the festival which i think is in july or something okay. um but yeah they've got uh other local breweries around there i think are ampersand and mm. maybe burnt mill one of them but um yeah so it's like you know, maybe go there, have to stay somewhere like maybe a bit closer to the coast and check out the breweries over there. And I don't know, Felix Stowe, look at all the cargo and <laughs> trucks. <laughs> That's your thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Look at all the badly managed uh, traffic from Brexit. And, um, uh, but, I mean, it must be something else, Lucy. You've got to be, you're mistaken. It can't be Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> got to be. Probably something it's else. Just the way the, uh, They're all stopping off at Little Earth Project is. too much for a beer and then, you know, taking <laughs> too long to drive is. to where they need to be. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Don't blame them. Yeah. But yeah, uh, really nice little place. Um, and yeah, just super easy if you're just like, you know, I think it's minimum two nights you have to mm-hmm. stay, but... Um, yeah, if you're just someone who loves beer and you can just go down and do that, stay on site, don't have to walk more than 30 yards to the lodge and then you're at the place drinking beer. So, um, nice. yeah, if you're like me and don't do anything else other than drink beer, it's perfect. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And didn't you have another little trip? Why do I think you've uh, been out twice? I don't think I've been <laughs> anywhere new. Have you been outside twice? <laughs> <laughs> I've been outside, but I just think to the, my regular haunts like Burning Souls and stuff like that. I don't think I've been anywhere. Huh. I in my head, you went somewhere else as well. <sighs> no, no, I haven't been. No, I'm just making shit no. up. I'm just sat here thinking, yeah. oh, Lucy gets to go out all the time. <laughs> I know. You were camping like, for I, half a I, week. I can just decide, like, you know, if I want to come down to Bristol, I'm just like, do I have any kids to look after? Do I have to sort out childcare? No. <laughs> just go. <laughs> exactly. As you are doing this weekend for the yeah. East Bristol yeah. Brewery Trail, when we're all going to get to actually hang out and go out for a bit. Yeah, when was the, Hold on. Was the last time Are deals the th- coming? 
Uh, you never told me he's coming. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, last time I was in Birmingham, I offended Lucy. We've just been on polite terms ever since for the sake <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> That's why um, we didn't record last week. Yeah, Lucy's like, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of this asshole. Can we just take a break? <laughs> uh, very plausible. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be the only woman who said that recently. <laughs> oh, that's um, angry. Yeah. Well, the hell with them. Absolutely. How can we not love a deal? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, things are complicated. It wasn't that nasty. <laughs> I just liked the joke. Anyway, um, I was going to say a thing. Um, yeah, what, I, I, was the last time we all were around here in Bristol, right? The three last time the three of us were together was in uh, Bristol, right? Yes. Was it when Ben passed out on the couch? Yes. Was that the night? That was like a million years ago. Yeah, it was like two year, two years ago. It's pre more, right? Yeah. Was that a festival? Oh, it, it was. Oh, was that, no, that or was it no, in the summer we in between. Left, was that when we went to Left Hand Giant? Oh, we did go to Left Hand Giant. That, I think that's when we. It wasn't the couch day. We we've been we've seen uh, each other since. Have we? I think. I thought it was the couch day. No, couch day was the was the was the beer festival, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Couch day was the beer festival. Definitely. Yeah. Are you sure? I, I thought know, this is scintillating stuff for the podcast. Yeah, I was just um, thinking that as I glance I over at the Twitch stream and like, oh, look, we have viewers. <laughs> but uh, yes, not anymore. We, we, we'll go we... with my opinion because I'm the youngest and the one with the best memory, therefore. <laughs> mm. So um, yeah, I'm sure it's when we went to the left handed giant. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I places. think so as well. Um, but yes, we get to hang out again. It's the East Bristol Brewery mm. Trail. So next week we will be chatting a little bit about uh, that as well as games, which we will launch into uh, now, then. Um, Adol, we'll come to you first. Um, I don't know how many games you've got to chat about. I know you streamed something this week. Oh, yeah, I have too many games, actually, because oh. it's been... Um, because we didn't end up talking about Winter. No. We streamed a few weeks back, and then Lego Star Wars... Skywalker Sega. Oh shit! I, I mean, that's almost like a topic in itself, really, isn't it? Yeah. I know you've you, you're kind of mid reviewish sort of. Yeah. So yeah. so that one I might hold back on, mm-hmm. except to say, well, Lego does what you want. <laughs> uh, it's very big, though. <laughs> I will say that. Um, and How then many what did I? Is it? Is it? Is it? It's all nine. All nine. Oh really? And oh, then Christ. You, no one the code Christ. I got included characters from. DLC characters, I guess, or bonus characters from Solo. Oh. And I was like, oh, we more, more Star Wars movies. That's what this game is. <laughs> it's when I mean, the, next, the, the first character pack is like a Mandalorian one as well and stuff, isn't it? Or pre-order Oh, yeah, I, I like got those guys too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the Mandalorian. Oh, by the way, the Mandalorian, when you play as him, there's a little floating Grogu who comes behind you. Oh, nice. That's very good. Oh, it's, it's very good. Um, what was the other game I played? What did I play this week? Uh, Scamba. Scamba, yeah, there we go. Okay, so I just want to talk about Winter and Scamba um, mm-hmm. this week. That sounds like Win- a ska band. Winter <laughs> yeah, and Scamba. Kind of. <laughs> um, so, Winter is a game-ish. What are going to say? It's coming. Uh, it, it was a couple weeks ago, but it did... I ended up not streaming the full two hours because it there wasn't enough game to justify, really. Oh, okay. Um, so it's in early access, right? So like that happens. Although 
there's almost no so it's like a build your base kind of tower base def village defense sort of 2d scroller mm. yeah. um and it's got um really nice uh sort of aesthetic it's in sort of mythical norse-ish thing but you ride a rabbit when to move around um and it's like 2d pixel arty sort of or like like 16-ish bit to pixel it, it, art. it looks like um that kingdom two crown oh two crown yeah yeah kingdom's great yeah kind of so they say face mythical creatures from ancient mythologies face to face create an army and fight back before winter swallows you uh the big problem and you can watch this on on the vod that's on the youtube um is you get no instructions and then you have to dig in the menu to find the control schema and it's like a not even the full screen and it's like a bunch of pictures and if they've chosen a really really hard to parse runic script to to indicate what the things are but it just sort of has small pictures of like an arrows and it turns out it's like so i guess you use a diamond to upgrade a guy into a farmer and then a farmer into a, a guy with a sword and then a guy with a sword into a guy with a scythe using diamonds every time sometimes right. three and then like, all this other stuff and but you can't parse the words so it wasn't clear how the diamonds worked and like it starts and like diamonds fall into the a pot above your head but you only have so many of them and it turns out and build like to make buildings do things there's very faint red dots above them that you have to fill with the diamonds but you only have a limited number, amount of currency and you can't and there happens to be a thing that's a mine that doesn't look like a mine visually that if you put a diamond in after a certain amount of time it'll give you three right but you have to figure that out all by yourself which is oh. fine-ish if you except it took like 10 15 minutes to even notice some of the spots where you could pay for mm. and then you could put money in some some of them have like five spots and of course you're only making money two at a time basically right because you, first you want to recruit your people and make warriors because otherwise you will die within 10 12 minutes of the game so you have to spend all your money recruiting people and buying axes to make them into that but you have to figure that out over a lot of effort and then it turns out the guy with the scythe isn't an uber warrior. He's You need one of him to build things. So even if you've saved up money to put into the spot that asks for five things, and you can't get them back, they're just there. They're locked in. So I thought I would like, I was like, I don't know what is this. Maybe it's fences. So I'll put some money on either side. So then I just couldn't do anything. And then you, if you explore, you find more men sort of wandering about, and you can drop money on them, and they'll run to your village. But then they'll need mm -hmm. to be bought an axe. And then there's bad guys who slowly come in, and your guys kill them. Um, and then the snow falls, and then if the snow has fallen for long, as far as I could tell after, like, five game overs, after the snow's fallen long enough, you the game ends because winter came. And it turns out one thing I did discover is you could go all the way to the right of the map, and you would pass, like, a fairy who did a thing. Who knows what that did, but it took some of my money. And then you get to the guy who looks like the guy in the terrible... the narrated cutscene which you can skip but there's no skip button and it's like five minutes of exposition dump so you just click around like mad at some point i like glitched through and got got out of the the <laughs> intro because i had lost three times anyway you get to see the bad guy and you he takes th he has three red dots faintly above him so he takes money 
So I gave him two coins because I figured I'll, once I give him the third one, it probably stops winter from coming. And then when the snow started falling, I booked it across to him and I died on the way. The game over uh... and I had to start again. That was the last time I was like, look, all of this was like bang your head against it slash pure luck slash I'm still not sure that's how it worked. And there's no not much of a loop there anyway. Like I mm. couldn't. I couldn't even get to the point where the scythe guy finished building the thing that cost five. And the only, and it didn't seem to matter. Like if I just tried to accelerate that thing, I would lose quicker because my guys weren't killing those sort of weird snow monsters that slowly walk towards the village. The village would just blow up. Mm-hmm. So then I had to do it slowly, but then winter would come and I couldn't make money fast enough to pay off the guy. And it was just like, nah. Like I'm, I'm visibly frustrated. It takes a lot, but also there's this was this. I'm telling you a whole bunch of things about the game that the game did not tell me at all, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a real gameplay loop for me to feel like I was discovering them. It was just I'm streaming this game. We said we'd cover it. Otherwise, I don't. I would have quit probably after half an hour. Yeah. Okay, so there's so. a chance that it like gets better later, but I actually think it's it's just not ready for early access. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Are they trying to be obtuse because it's like you want the community to figure things out, like say Minecraft in early days, or I don't. Is it just? I don't think so because it's just the the mechanics do seem pretty simple, but also I think it's just like it's too early in development. Like someone hasn't told them like those red dots because some of the buildings are behind in front of trees, and then like the background has trees. And then they're almost impossible to spot that you can put money into that. And there's like, yeah. like the fairy lady. I didn't even, I ran past her several times before I realized I could pay her to do something. I still don't know what she does. I'm fine with not knowing what she does and having a run or whatever. But also it's not like a roguelike. You don't, there's no carryover. It's just, mm-hmm. you lost the game. Mm. I don't yeah. know why. Start again. Yeah, that's a bit frustrating. But but it seems like, yeah, yeah something can keep, uh, you know, tweaks with more development time rather than a complete change in like philosophy of the design or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just it's very pretty and like it's clearly a small team just ju- uh, judging by like the voice actor who reads the 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 book that is the exposition seems like a, it's not someone who's hired as an actor it seems like someone who is doing the voiceover cuz someone needs yeah, the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's in early access, so hopefully it it, it gets, it, it's going to get, there's more development to come, but I just yeah. don't think it's worth, I think it's they have unwittingly done themselves a disservice by releasing it at this date. And if you look at the Steam reviews, you'll see similar sentiments from other people. Okay. It's just, it's just not like, it's not quite oh. there for, for people who aren't paid QA testers, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I like Kingdom to Grand little bits of it that's played so this seems like it's trying to do that yeah i think it is it's just sort of not, not yeah not quite there. Mm-hmm. so maybe play kingdom of ukraine i mean I, I don't know whether can you still get just classic kingdom you know because i know it, it, kingdom again was a game that kind of updated itself mm-hmm. and changed slightly in two crowns i think was then a co-op version of kingdom oh, yeah. and then was there was like new yeah. grounds or something like that as well which was i, can't I don't know whether it was an expansion or something yeah. but yeah King- kingdom's I a very well established uh very well tested game yeah i think that's the one i mean rather than i just see it on the box art of kingdom two grounds now but yeah when it was originally came out yeah kingdom yeah. 
I yeah. definitely have Kingdom in my um, Steam library. Um, yeah, Kingdom uh, Classic, oh, it's yeah. called now. Kingdom Classic. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is the original game. And then, yeah, I've got Kingdom New Lands as well, um, okay. which is a standalone game. Yeah, because we didn't want a sequel. Um, yeah, New Lands must have been. Yeah, I think sequel. New Lands was the sequel. And then there was some DLC. Okay, maybe. maybe. And then Two Crowns maybe. came out. I believe that's how it worked. Mm. But I mean, these uh, are back in like 2017. Yeah. Um, so you would think that if we've got a game that's kind of like this already, um, and people are sort of like five years later trying yeah. to go, well, we've got this game that's kind of in excess. We want to make it a little bit different to what it is, but there's already kind of a good base to be able to work on. But Maybe this developer is just figuring out how to do all of those different things and trying to differentiate it from uh-huh. its closest uh, competitor, which again, as we say, is like five years old now. So yeah. there's definitely space for a new game in that vein, in that area. Um, but yeah, a shame that it's a bit pre-early access, almost. Um, but what about Scamber? Scamber Snowfall. Is that what it's yeah, called? so this is... Uh... Uh, we were offered a code, and um, I kind of didn't want to... I'm going to find it now. Scamba... Sorry, there's... I just can't look it up because of the accent on the A. Yeah. So Steam makes it hard to find. Um, and I, yeah, I, yeah, basically, it it's like part of the whole thing is it's traditional uh, Sammy... Um, like, um, beliefs uh, and mythology um that's and so i was like oh well you know like the, the that's the big deal here is um you know we've got we've got the sammy in in the north who which i mean i've grown up with inuit culture so i'm like i'm familiar with the struggles that often happens with you know uh first nations or aboriginals or indigenous species um species well that's really terrible adele uh peoples uh and being taken over and colonized and trying to hold on to like um your your beliefs and your mm. way of life in the face of the world pushing you around and sure enough that's kind of the theme of this so okay. it's there, so I'll just read the blurb because I think, so the rhythm of nature is in danger your ailu a young Sami whose ordinary reindeer herding days turn into an adventure learn the old ways of the noides Sami healers harness the powers of the noide drum and the familiar spirits to fight against a disorder spreading across the land uh, it's a it's a third person adventure game narrative, mm-hmm. and uh, it's placed in sort of you meet a French sort of scientist dude. So um, like clearly there's like what like the the big start of the the game basically is you 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 fall asleep, a reindeer leaves, uh, escapes. You have to go track it down, otherwise you're being threatened by your uncle because you're an orphan because it's a video game. Um, you know, to be kicked out of your small tribe which is like five people right this family unit this nomadic mm-hmm. family unit um and then you go you go find you go up a mountain and you find it and then an explosion happens and you like you see off in the distance a bunch of like log cabins like not like your huts uh it's clearly like the 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 european uh colonizers and explorers and so, there's an explosion that happens an earthquake and the part of the mountain you're on collapses and you land and you land on the reindeer it's dead and you survive uh, but you also find you wake up and and you find you're w- woken up by this spirit 
and it's one of these Noides who was in this cavern, and they have their magic drum, and they say it's time. Oh, been waiting so long, and you're you're gonna you have to learn how to become one of these. Meet the four familiar spirits, uh, and do this. And so you navigate through. The, you find out when you drum, it creates light, so you can navigate through this cave. This weird cave system you didn't even know existed in the mountains. Um, but then also like you end up, the first adventure is like your cousin goes missing and you can see that when you use the drum footsteps, they're Mm. glow and blues, you can track them. Um, and, uh, you know, I've met one of the familiar spirits and now I can have a jump dash, which is like Metroidvania style. I can get across to other areas. Um, and so presumably I'll have four abilities by the end. Um, but throughout the whole thing, the, the, the whole point is like, the, like these, the Noides drums were all destroyed by the colonizers, and like when your when your uncle sees you have it, he's like, "You really ha- like, I'm done with you." But especially because you have that drum, it's just going to get us in trouble. Um, so you get a sense of what like I really like how it's not a narrative of like a guy coming in and be like, "Oh, the drum." It's it's really well written hmm. the narrative and the spot and time they've picked, right? Of like when the explorers are coming and they've you know got industrialized but not like super advanced and your family is struggling with like they're being on the edge of where your nomadic tribe lives but like you could still you interact with the nice scientist who's just looking into the plants and stuff but they even you you your collectibles are like the bunnies your little cousin lost but also the notebook pages of the of Jean and what's interesting is you as the um as a player can read the notes, but the Ilu even mentions how he can't read to to the guy when he says, "Can you pick up all my pages?" Which I think is a really interesting thing because you're learning more about the world that specifically the protagonist isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, but those things are very much the like, like he's love Lauren, and on the back of all his pages, he's writing poems to the lady he wishes he didn't leave to come on this trip, but he's also talking. You know, he's also um, documenting species. And then you, every so often, they're like, as you wander around, anything that's interactable, a little white uh, rectangle sort of a pops up, little icon a pops above it. So you still have to explore, but you know immediately if there's a thing to, to use. And sometimes it is usually just dialogue, like your thoughts. Or, but it, sometimes it's like, oh, I really miss the buttercups. But ever since John like planted these new flowers, they didn't, haven't come back since last year. Which is a really nice way of pointing out, like, the hit to the ecosystem, bringing new plants happen and have right without making it explicit. Yep. So it's just it's it's that tightly written where you mm-hmm. you if if you want to pay attention to what the overall like impact of the colonizers on them are, it's all these small things. It's not the main plot point. The main plot point is like I don't know. I mean, I'm only about a couple hours in. But it's it's you you're on this journey and your family is has their small their problems but you're sort of these are all incidental but it's the main theme right and the fact that there's a blight in the land and that the river water isn't well, like the lake water is is clearly been polluted because you're like we now fill our water at the waterfall because it gets tainted by the time it gets to the lake and you're like ah right the lake that's also where all these ba- these guys colonizers have been and they're clearly mining or something. But the blight is like actually visualized by like black, warbly grossness all over things, and sometimes you can't see see it unless you use the drum. But also, since I got the special power from the owls, I can dispel it. 
So there's this interesting interplay of like the mechanics are clearly calling on like being the power of the Noidus is sort of fighting the pollution in a way that makes sense in the sort of in the mythological framework and and also <laughs> in the game. So it's it's I wanted to see it just because I think it's important to elevate these things and talk about yeah. it. But it's also just a fun adventure game. And like I said, it's really well written in in these like the narrative is is not. It could easily be like Ah, the bad guys came and they burned you know they forced us away and then you know but like because it's set at that time the village has lost a lot of their know-how so like your the grandmother character knows some of these things but the grandfather knew more and so you you hear some stories that you vaguely recall but no one really knows what the no ideas like powers were or whatever because by the time you grew up the culture had already kind of been trampled Mm-hmm. And that's such an interesting point to choose yeah. to write the the place the story. Mm. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really good. Um, it's um, I don't know if I've done it justice. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so game wise, I mean game wise, sorry, it's the the puzzles are, are are like it's an adventure game. It's not you you can fall off cliffs and die. I immediately found a spot on a bridge that I wasn't supposed to beca- walk because a boundary broke and then hung in the air for a while and then it respawned me. And I was like, oh, good coding, but like in the sense that I'm not stuck. <laughs> but because um, I'm still me, right? But like, um, you know, so you, you have to have some mild platforming and stuff, but it always respawns you. Basically, you are kind of stuck with like, but it's kind of, it respawns you with the blue glow from the drum. So it's as if you're being like, this newfound power and this thing you're trying to understand is, is protecting you. Um, but it mm-hmm. means that you like have to do mild platforming and it really does reward exploring. Like, like I said, the plot is pretty like, and then this happens and this happens, but most of the entertainment of the game is going like trying to find other things like the missing rabbits. Uh, the great hair escape is the thing it's, it's got very, it's wet, the good humor on the one side. And then John's papers tend to be, sort of poking fun at his like lovelorn poems but also bringing up a lot of the like what what the role of someone who wasn't a minor but was there would be as well um so that's like where the meat of the narrative is coming from which means you can kind of just like someone younger could easily play this game um and miss some of the stuff because they don't have the like they don't know about endemic species uh and species invasion or all those things for example they wouldn't pick up on that one line maybe um, but they could easily play the game and like when you get the dash power, it's great. Cause you jump in, you can jump in the air and zoom, you know, it's, it's fun. It's well, let's like, it's tightly coded in that sense. So there's a game there. Um, but the narrative is easily, it's not hard to find these things. I think I probably spent more time than I need. Thanks to Elden ring looking in random, <laughs> random corners. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, so I like the way that it's sort of, it's doing both those things really well, but you could easily do not do it all if you weren't interested. Yeah. Nice. I think it's it, it, it kind of um from what you're sort of saying reminds me a little bit about uh Kina, which uh, a bunch of people mm. loved from um from last year. Um but it's um just to uh, correct us, it's uh, and I'm not gonna pronounce it correctly, but it's Scabma S K Scabma, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, with that that's above the A. I've just looked on Google to try and find the pronunciation. Um mm. But it doesn't give me much 
because it tries to then take me to like a finish. It, it, it's saying yes, this is this is a Sammy word, yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's trying to translate it into Finnish uh, or, or right. other. Um, it's then telling me about the, the proto-Germanic difference, right? Um, and, and stuff like this. So, um, it, one to go to the devs directly on to ask them how I think it's it, actually well, cause, pronounced because it's the same accented A is in Sami. So I think it's Scadma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely am worried about my pronunciation of the various things. I tried to pick it up from from the game's uh, voiceovers, but yeah. 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 I think from from Google, I, I, yeah, and again, I don't know if this is correct. Google suggests it means darkness or translates as darkness. Uh, uh, I don't know whether that theme kind of comes across within the game. Um, uh, well, the, the, well, the weird rot slash disorder of the land is is, is like purpley black right coating yeah. like you meet tree spirits who you can now talk to and they're like ah it's like the roots of this tree feel so dark i might have to find another one and then on the bottom of the tree it will be like this inky blackness so yeah, yeah. nice good it sounds good though it sounds like something i'd absolutely uh, uh jump All into right. and we were just talking the other week about um adventure games and i was like oh yes this mm. is scratching that itch that I didn't realize I had. Okay. I mean, not quite the, I mean, not the adventure game I was describing, but like the adventure oh. game sort of, and it was, to be honest, like, it was nice to still be the sort of, I want to wander around looking for things a la Elden Ring, but not have to dodge roll. Um, and, <laughs> you know, like, I like, I like, uh, you know, some, I like the, like, try and discover Mm-hmm. Um, don't just do the through line approach to games. It's why I often find boundary breaks and stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, sometimes you don't want to play a like a complex game. Uh, but you want to explore, and this this scratched that itch really well because because there's the rewards, right? Like I found bunny number nine, uh, and all the other ones seemed to run in order. I'm like, oh, I think maybe I'll come back here, and that's when I'm supposed to find it. I also did sequence break a couple of times the narrative. Okay. Um, which is mild, uh, just because I explored and, and like, it was like, it didn't make sense. Cause they're like, oh, but now you will do this. It's like, I did that. Um, you know, small things like that, but nothing like game breaking. It's just like, oh yeah, the narrative was not, it's, and it's hard to write when you allow open exploration, mm. uh, you, you have to write everything with a malleable sense of what if they did this before this? And that's yep. very hard to do. Um, and there was only a couple of times I'm like, ah, you didn't think that I would have done this because you are assuming I'm going to do this. But I'm also the guy who's like, the the game shows you the deer went that way. I got up. I'm like, ah, my character doesn't know this. Let's go this way. Right. Like, <laughs> I, it, but it, yeah, yeah. But it, so, but it was only a couple of times. Like I said, it was minor voice lines. There was nothing like, it wasn't like, it was like, immersion sequence breaking rather than gameplay like i never couldn't do anything mm. i just clearly didn't do the sequence and though i wanted it yeah so, yeah nice nice sounds good uh um sounds very positive uh it's um on sale at the moment it's it's just mm-hmm. released um so it's on sale for the next 48 hours oh. so uh podcast listeners it will sorry. be back at full price probably by the time that you uh yeah sorry the one thing i i do need to complain about is it's not in early access it came out and i constantly got a big wipe input error with a bunch oh. of code stuff mm. uh, oh. uh to the point where I, I was playing on gamepad and i just had my mouse con like just 
had my mouse on that spot so when it came up i could just hit the left click close the the thing and i was really frustrating because the re like that was really i was enjoying it i was on stream obviously it's frustrating with an error and i realized that i um because we got a code mm -hmm. for review potentially before it came out <coughs> i'm you know timing i wanted to stream it instead so i switched builds to the one we got the the code base right. we originally got halfway through the stream um and it still was happening okay so i i mean but i was I didn't when I realized I didn't have that code based on God, but I'm on the gold like I'm on the one they're selling to people live. That should be okay. Got this error a couple of times, so I was like, oh, let me double check and same thing. Uh, and I don't know if it was my controller, but it's just an Xbox controller plugged wired in. So, mm. uh, but it was it's like it's, it's this giant. It takes up like almost two thirds of the screen, and it's like view input and then just a whole bunch of gobbledygook. But it's bright. It it's a white box with giant button that says close and when <laughs> when the first like third of the game is like navigating through t cave systems in the dark oh. and you're like, like <laughs> just blinded i literally got blinded the first time it happened i was like oh for fuck's sake snowfall so, that's what the snowfall is obviously but yeah so hopefully they figure <laughs> out what that is um but that was my only complaint i mean it's mm. it's a it's an error that doesn't break anything and because it's not like a twitchy game you can close it but it it did occur I would say at least seven times in two oh. hours. Yeah. Yeah. So like more That's than it should. Bug. Yeah. 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 It's got okay. Anyway, that I still I still recommend it. I just hope that they figure that out. Nice. Um, we've uh, very easily eaten up our hour for the episode. Um, I just want to check in with you, Lucy, because uh, I know a couple of weeks ago you'd kind of got to a point where you're like, I haven't really played very much. And um, we're still there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. I've been very bad. I've That's fair. Played a single thing. No, um, no. Sometimes it's nice to have that that break. Um, then I, I'm in a lull period. At the... Yeah, I I've not played anything new. Uh, I basically I had like a comfort week where I've played a little oh. bit of Dwarf Romantique. I played mm. a little bit of Vampire Survivors, and I finished oh. uh, Horizon of Forbidden West. Oh, oh nice! Uh, all very you know very games where I'm like. This is just nice. I, I just enjoy playing this. And I'll talk yeah. probably more about Horizon uh, uh, next week. Because again, who knows if I'll have any time to play any actual new games within, mm. the, within the week. Uh, I, I know, Lucy, we'll we, we talk more in depth about Dwarf Romantic as well uh, at some yes. point in the, in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it, I think, then, for the games that we have been playing. Let's bounce back to uh, the biz that we have just uh, drunk Lucy. Mm, still got a lot of it. I was going to say, um, I, I can imagine you had a little bit left from the way you were describing yeah. it. So. Mm. About, uh, what's that? Probably half a pint because that's a two thirds glass. Um, yeah, it's it's heavy. <laughs> As I say, it's it's very fruity. I think I think you know, strangely, it's actually gotten nicer the more it's warmed up. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Which is um, not usually what I associate with, like beers that you know. I mean, doubles you probably want to drink a bit warmer, but once it goes yeah. past, yeah. like, yeah, room temperature, it's like, like you still want it to be maybe like eight or slightly. ten degrees, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But, yeah, but this is like fine because it is just like drinking <laughs> juice, <laughs> like absolute juice. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is nice. It's like 
it's one you can savor and um i mean it didn't have much carbonation to begin with or or like a lot of crispness at the at the start so it's like yeah it's one you can savor mm. i've been enjoying it yeah just whew, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit bit like a marathon this um that's fair Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nice, really fruity, like all Good. those tropical fruits just absolutely like come to the forefront. Now. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, for me, the the, the Vava uh, APA uh, stayed very similar to the those initial flavors. It didn't develop more than a, a, a bit of a grapefruit kind of kick, some little bit of citrus just just floating in the background, and then that nice uh, piney finish. The, the the piney finish, I think, was the kind of like the standout flavor for it because it kind of kicks in quite uh heavily and, and sticks around you know it's a lovely lasting kind of finish but, but very very easy a little bit too flat for me perhaps um but but um just just wanted that little bit just that little bit of a kick a little kind of bit more fizz to mm-hmm. it uh, mm-hmm. um just what i think would have added just a little extra layer uh in there but yeah uh, an absolutely fine beer which is kind of the best thing I can say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at all, how about the Black IPA? Um, I really liked it. I just finished it, and I would have finished it sooner if it wasn't for the fact that I was talking for most of yeah. this hour. Um, um, I will say, as it, uh, as I got through it, I think I lost some of the tropical. The balance kind of got went off on the last. Mm. Um, quarter of the beer where it felt a little more of the acrid roasted flavors were lingering more and that like i think because that tropical was so light of touch that once my palate got acclimatized to it i could you know you just stop sensing it and that's it so i feel like the first two-thirds of this beer were really great and interesting and then and then I even like stopped sipping it for a while and came back and it was still like oh i'm getting more of those acrid um this is more like like a the the interesting part's not coming out anymore, and that's yeah. that's a little mildly frustrating and disappointing. But it's still a really good beer, and I mean, I mean, who knows? Palettes are palettes, but I would still, I think, seek it out. Uh, and and maybe other things Coolhead has done because it's a, it was such a unique beer, and for most of the beer, I was getting that uniqueness all the way through. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I'll, I got to say what I got to say, which is just like, unfortunately, the last few sips were just like, huh. Mm. Where's that thing? Mm. Where's the magic? Yeah. Oh, it's like a big white square appeared in the middle of a really interesting... <laughs> oh, the other thing I want to say about uh, Scabma is... Um, the, it's, you, you beat the drum to do the thing, and you have different... The game has different, like, drumming riffs, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. But just because you're you're, like, constantly beating the drum while you're going through and it's a very simple mechanic but it does make you feel like you're doing a thing and it it, it really does work and it does get the sense of i don't know it just it really heightened things the, the fact that you're using a drum to do this and like the thing you're using the drum is a broken piece of antler of the reindeer who you, inadvertently saved your life because you landed on it when you both fell uh yeah just nice touches and like the sound scoring is really good and yeah i didn't mention that before so anyway. and when you are drumming is it kind of like uh, Ocarina of Time, where you're just inputting directional buttons. No, it's actually it's just it's just LB or RB, and then right. And the it's, what's mostly frustrating is they're like hit this to drum, and they're like, oh, I have to hit this, and then it lights things up, and so you're like, 
oh, and then after a while it fades, so I have to hit it. So I just was like doing this for a while, and then a later tooltip is like, hold RB, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and I, 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 like, it's clearly planned because, like, you are, it does feel like you're doing the thing when you first get to know it. And I like that I, 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 I'm annoyed with myself that I, I never tried holding mm. it down until the tooltip came, but I really like that move. Again, I, there's like a, there's a playfulness in the development that I really like of this game. And that's a good, like, version, like, that's a good proof of that because that's just, Hey, we could we could do something interesting by t- only sort of telling the players the uh, cumbersome way when you were new to it, and then saying, "Ah, oh, there's a shortcut in a bit," and the tooltips are making the experience totally different. Even though it's like, "Oh yeah, they can tap it or they can hold it," but like yeah. you can just hold it. Right, that's the game. The game is just hold it. <laughs> so. Yeah, nice. Um, if everybody, if you have played any kind of action games or any other games that you want to talk to us about, go to at Tanks Up Cast over on Twitter. And let us know, or hit one of us up to come and join us in the Discord and chat with us on a daily basis about the games and the beers that we are consuming. Um, you can hit me up at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... My handle was bought by Elon. <laughs> it used to be juicy, these nine. That's <laughs> it. He's, he's, he's had it. He's consuming everything, isn't he? He's just taking over everything. Uh, how, how do we hold him? Uh, I'm at the Omniarch on all of the things. Uh, Until Elon Musk gets hold of that one as well. Well, yeah. Um, nothing is I started using Instagram a bit more. fucking hands, is it really? <laughs> retreated to Instagram more. There are yeah. less problems. Well, it's also there's no discourse on Instagram, at least, yes, really. Yes, which is, turns out, best thing. Human discourse. Yeah. Overrated. Mm, says mm. the person who's on a podcast yeah yeah so you know firsthand <laughs> <laughs> um you should also go over to outoflives.net and come to our youtube page and listen to us over on twitch as well stick around for our next episode uh, 320 where we'll be getting into a topic this week but for episode 319 we've been tagged up goodbye bye ciao www.outoflives.net